Section 18 of Amusement Only. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jill Janovitz. Amusement Only by Richard Marsh. Aunt Jane's Jallop. Chapter 3. Doctors to the Rescue. Just as he reached the door, it was opened. A very tall and very stout old gentleman entered. He had a black bag in his hand, but he did not seem to be the least in a hurry. "'Good evening. I trust there is nothing serious the matter.' I suppose that in the agitated state of his nervous system, the stranger's sudden appearance took Hughes by surprise. He stared at him as though he were a ghost. "'Are—are are you a doctor?' "'I am the doctor.' Dr. Goldsmith. I had already recognized him as the doctor who lived at the corner of the square. Although I had not had the pleasure of his personal acquaintance, I had more than once wondered why he did not try banting. Leaving off sugar and butter and milk and trying a piece of lemon in your tea is an excellent method of reducing the flesh. He looked round the room and bowed a little vaguely. Then he said, addressing Hughes, whom he apparently took to be the master of the house. Where is the patient? There, they're all patients. This answer seemed to cause the doctor to experience a slight sense of mystification. He placed a pair of gold glasses upon the bridge of his nose. He cast another glance around the room. All patients? Pybus came forward. Pybus knows everyone. How are you, Dr. Goldsmith? How are you, Mr. Pybus? Charmed to see you. Whether I am charmed to see you remains to be seen. May I ask, and don't think it's an impertinent question, what you have come for? Come for? I... The doctor threw a glance of interrogation towards Hughes. I... Someone came to my house and said that I was wanted for a case of... Old Pybus laid his hand upon the doctor's arm. Case of what? A case of laudanum poisoning. Laudanum poisoning? I understand it that it was a, a... The doctor ceased. Pybus's face had assumed a very singular hue. I... I hope that I have said nothing. No, you have said nothing. Laudanum poisoning? He turned to Hughes. So that is it. And then to me. So that was Aunt Jane's jallop. It's... It's rather hard that a man of my years should die of jallop. Pybus took a seat. The doctor stared at him. Mr. Pybus, I hope that nothing is the matter. Nothing? Only, I'm the man that's poisoned. You? Me, Sam Pybus. I've been dining with a man who asked me to meet his girl and sue the tabby, and he gives me jallop which is another name for laudanum. The doctor seemed bewildered. I'm afraid I don't understand. Hughes endeavored to explain. He was suffering as much as either of us. The words fell from his stammering lips. What Mr. Pybus says is correct. There's been a mistake. Yes, said Pybus. There's been a mistake. My friend Lucas thought he was giving his guests Aunt Jane's jalap, and instead of that, he was giving them... I am afraid, through my carelessness, pure laudanum. Oh, it was through your carelessness, was it? 
Pybus assumed towards Hughes a little air of ferocity, but it soon disappeared. But what does it matter if I must die? Pure laudanum, said the doctor. Of what strength? The highest possible. In what quantity? Enough to kill a dozen men. A bottle full. A bottle full of laudanum? The words were uttered by a newcomer, a little man who came running in as if he ran a race. It was done, another doctor, who had recently started practice round the corner. In appearance, he was a complete contrast to Goldsmith. He was a little, wiry, hungry-looking man, who seemed as though he could never keep still. He hurried past Pybus, patting him on the shoulder as he went. Had Pybus been more himself, he would have resented the insult to the death. "'Come, my dear sir, keep yourself alive. That's the great secret. Let us keep our spirits up.' He paused in front of Margaret. "'Now, my dear young lady, don't we feel quite well? Just a little out of sorts. Come, wake up.' He actually caught Margaret's by the shoulder and shook her. I don't know what Margaret's feelings were, but if I myself had not been quite so prostrate, I fancy I should have let him know that he presumed.' Then he turned and shook me. "'Come, my dear sir, wake up, wake up, wake up! We must keep ourselves awake!' He wheeled round. He marched to the couch. When he saw Mrs. Chalmers lying on it, still in a dead faint, so far as I know, no one had moved a finger to bring her round, he shook his head. "'Serious. I'm afraid it's very, very serious. But we will do our best, always do our best.' Let all the servants in the house be summoned, and let assistance be given to carry the poor dear sufferers up to their beds. The little man took command of everything. The servants were summoned, and they came trooping in. Several other doctors came in also. There is no necessity to specify their number. Brooks liberally carried out the instructions Hughes had given him. He fetched as many as he could. There are not one or two, but several. I have their bills. End of chapter 3 of Aunt Jane's Jallop